Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. It is just a just an irritating irritating thing for me and i i'm sorry to just uh, vent on you here uh but i'm so bothered by people that like to complain about gas prices but don't change anything it's one thing if gas prices are so high and as a result you've had to modify things right maybe you've cut back on other discretionary spending you're not going out to eat quite as much uh, maybe you are not using the air conditioner when you're driving because you want to uh, try to uh, improve your gas mileage I've done that before try to save money on on fuel when, when prices have been really high uh, maybe you're carpooling all right complain about gas prices Cool. In fact, I was reading a story this weekend about a, a high school couple that was in, I don't remember what town they were in, um, but what it, wherever it was that they were, gas prices were like seven nineteen a gallon or something like that. And it was a couple of high school kids, and they were saying, well, these high school kids have decided they're going to start walking to school now, and they were telling about how long it was. And I thought, okay, well, those are kids making sacrifices for high gas prices. Gas prices aren't coming down anytime soon. It's not going to change. Uh, it's just, it's not. In fact, uh, the Hill had a story uh, published this morning, as, as a matter of fact, Brent Crude, 
which is the international oil benchmark, benchmark excuse me, surpassing $120 a barrel. That's a two-month high. So <laughs> that trips me out, too. It's a two-month high. It's been higher this year, but the gas prices are the highest they've been. Well, summer blend. You know, that's summer blend. Well, yeah, got to have that summer blend, you see. The West Texas Intermediate uh, is at $116 a barrel. Frustrating point for so many of us is that gas prices were were literally higher than this in 2000, what was it, uh, 07, 08, right before the recession. Uh, they were actually not even adjusting for inflation. They were higher. I think it got up to about 135, 136 a gallon. And, and yet gas prices didn't get as high as what they are right now. Neither physically nor adjusted for inflation. They did, or excuse me. Adjusted for inflation, they were higher than what they are now. But but apples to apples, they were actually lower. So why is it that in two thousand eight, when gas price when when oil is hitting a uh, one thirty five uh, a barrel, we top out at five and a half bucks? But here we are in twenty twenty two, gas price oil price excuse me are one twenty and we're up over six dollars. Because it's it's commodity traders that end up setting the prices on this. And they set it based on what we are willing to tolerate, right? So as long as we keep putting fuel in the tanks and we don't modify our behavior, there's no reason for those prices to change at all. And this is why we end up getting these stories about record profits for the oil companies. So they're not coming down at all. They're not going anywhere. In fact, we're hitting new highs now. This was from... Let me see. I think this was from uh, KTLA. Yeah. Now, let's talk about those gas prices skyrocketing for weeks in L.A. County. It hit a new high, an average of $6.12 a gallon for <laughs> regular and leaded. The national average is $4.59. All right. And? Prices are more expensive uh, this Memorial Day. Airfare up 6% from last year. Mid-range hotel rates up 42% from last year. But car rental rates are down about 16% from oh, last cool. year. Best advice, you know, consider all-inclusive resorts. All right. I don't, I'm not going to get any in, any more of the inflation talk they're discussing there. I want to focus on the on the fuel prices and the oil prices. The gas prices are outrageous. They're crazy, right? So I'm looking at the story that, that KTLA has as they're talking about gas prices. And we're all interested in it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't complain about fuel prices. I'm saying don't cry to me when you're not willing to do anything. Don't don't see a, a camera and somebody with a microphone wearing a, a logo jacket for a local TV station and, and mull around hoping they, they ask you what you think if you're not willing to do anything about it. So as I'm reading the story that, that KTLA has... They found somebody like this, right? They found a guy. His name is Marvin Harper from Phoenix. And here's the story. Get ready to feel horrible for old Marvin here. Marvin Harper of Phoenix. His family's weekend travel plans are a double punch to the wallet. Already I'm getting frustrated because I'm hearing, oh, his weekend travel plans. Oh, okay. Oh, did someone die and you need to drive there to their funeral? Is someone on their deathbed and you need to try to get there before they pass? Is it is it so serious that we have to get there and there's no choice but to pay the exorbitant uh, fuel prices and, and you have to just kind of cross your fingers and hope that you can pay the electric bill at the end of the month because you've spent all your money on fuel? No, his travel plans are because his college-aged son and daughter 
each have soccer tournaments in Southern California and then in Colorado, respectively. In other words, his son has a soccer tournament in Southern California. His daughter has a soccer tournament in Colorado. And as a result, he and his daughter will fly to Denver rather than drive because of the cost of fuel while his wife and son go to California in her SUV. In fact, not just the wife and son going to California, he said, my mother-in-law is going with my wife and son to split that cost because it's just too much on our household. As he filled up the tank of his truck at a Phoenix Quick Trip, the gas station there, said, we can't afford both of us to drive. That's the bottom line. Gas prices are killing our household. I'm so sorry, Marvin. I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what you could possibly do to overcome those incredible fuel prices. Both of your kids on their traveling soccer teams. And, of course, the need for you to have an SUV in order to get your daughter to to Southern California from Phoenix rather than having a more fuel-efficient vehicle to do such a thing. And you having to buy the airline tickets in order to go with your daughter to Colorado. It's certainly not an option for you not to do that. Certainly not an option for you to just put your daughter on a plane to Colorado and your son on a plane to Southern California and not have to worry about the gas prices. I don't know how you do it, Marvin. You're a hero to me. They did find somebody a little more reasonable, um, and I'm assuming that they must have worked with the the Phoenix station. That must be a partner station because uh, the, the latest one is from somebody in Arizona as well. It says, uh, Laura, Dina, and her sons would typically go to Southern California around Memorial Day weekend to escape Arizona's scorching heat. Uh, this year, because it takes at least $100 to fill up her truck, they're staying at home. Oh, oh, maybe we can have Laura go talk to Marvin and try to figure out if there's any way, any way at all that we could... Overcome those fuel prices. Uh, Maybe your kids don't, maybe they're not on a traveling soccer team this year. Maybe that's something we do. No, I don't. Listen, and maybe the whole deal is that the kids are on the traveling soccer team because they're they're trying to turn pro. I don't know. It doesn't say. Maybe the whole deal is that they're part of the the college soccer teams and this is part of their off-season training. I don't know. doesn't say. So maybe the kids really need to play soccer. But does dad have to go to Colorado? Does mom have to drive an SUV with her mother to Southern California? Or can the kids, who are adults because they're college age, can they just take care of their own darn selves? This is what I'm talking about. Gas prices stink. But don't complain to me that your luxury lifestyle is somehow being inhibited because of fuel prices. When you're willing to miss the soccer matches and you say, can't afford, sorry, son, we can't afford to go to your your matches in Southern California. Sorry, daughter, we can't follow your traveling team to Colorado because fuel prices are too high. No, what they're saying is gas prices are killing us. We can't even afford to drive two cars to two separate states to watch our kids play soccer. Wah! Stop whining. You're undermining the, the story itself. And frankly, it's insulting to people who actually do have to make a sacrifice because fuel prices are so high. But we're in an we're in an entitled society, isn't it? Well, but I want it, and now it's very expensive. I can't believe this. This is making me sad. Oh, how dare the gas prices make me sad? Oh, yeah, whose fault is that? Biden's fault. Biden probably is making me sad.
Or you just name whatever thing they don't like. Name a politician they don't like, and then it was like, well, this is this is Ted Cruz's fault. He's making me sad. Knock it off. Bunch of whiners. You want real trouble? Try being a community member in Uvalde. I'll tell you what they're trying to deal with today as the events of last week continue to play out and tragedy continues to unfold in Texas. That is next. I'm Chris Merrill, in for John and Ken, KFI AM 640. It's more stimulating talk live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. Uh... The fallout from the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, continues. You've probably seen the stories of the of the ever-changing press conferences. Uh, we know that when stories first come out, and and I hopefully you're tolerant of it to, to some degree. I hope that you are. I'm going to ask that you be. Um, hopefully you're tolerant with some of the early reporting. And, and I mean from the journalists, from the officials. Hopefully you've got a level of tolerance uh, when you find out that the information uh, early on is not necessarily accurate. It's sort of a, a fog of war situation um, where you've got a lot of information coming in at once. And I hear people complain about this all the time. They say, oh, we've got the media, uh, media places are more interested in being first than they are in being right. Uh, but that's not, that's not always, I mean, sometimes that's the case, but that's not always the case. And we saw this in Uvalde where we were, we were hearing there's a shooting we had some very responsible journalists who were getting official statements from uh, law enforcement on the scene. They were getting official statements from the governor. And the understanding from those officials changed as more information came in. But it is frustrating for us as we're finding out that the information that's coming in actually makes the law enforcement in that area look worse and worse and worse. Uh, official, uh, you, had, you had law enforcement uh, that we're not willing to engage, that we're not going to, to go into that building, even though all of their training, all of the, this is, these are the ABCs of responding to these mass shootings. This is how you do it. Then you take the shooter out. And if the, if the, if the first one through that door is compromised by the shooter, then the second person steps up. I mean, it is, it's laid out and it is almost warlike. The, the directives that the officers have in these mass shooting incidents, especially when you're talking about uh, these mass shooting incidents at schools. And then you find out that the officers did not, that they stood back, that they waited for somebody else to show up, for the Border Patrol tactical team to, to show up. And it's very frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating for those on the outside looking in. And I'm not, I'm not even talking politics. Some of you are, are going to want to talk politics and you're going to want to, you're going to want to say, well, the teacher should have had guns or you're going to want to say, uh, well, this is, uh, this is a gun epidemic. I'm, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about the frustration that we are feeling saying that, look, we're paying the people of Texas, of course, and Uvalde specifically, but of course, as border patrol and their tactical unit was the, the team that actually, uh, you, know, you know, breached the school there, Rob Elementary in Uvalde, Texas, that was U.S. taxpayer dollars paying for that, right? So we are interested in making sure that our tax dollars are going toward proper training and that when the time comes to exercise that training, to use that training, that it's being done properly in the hopes of saving lives, right? That's what we all hope. And it didn't happen. And the more stories that come out, the more we realize that it really didn't happen. There was a lapse, a massive lapse, and now the uh, the Justice Department says that they're going to look into it, as well they should. However, there are other stories coming out of this, uh, out of Uvalde, including, and you may have heard of this, of uh, Mia Cirillo, or Cirillo, and I, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing her name, um, a truly, truly remarkable story uh, about this 
this fourth grader who put blood on herself and played dead, according to her aunt. Now, this is one of those stories that if this had come out early on, we might expect, all right, maybe that's going to be corrected. Maybe that's one of those stories that just sort of came from lore, but it's a week later that we're hearing about this. Uh, Almost, not quite a week later. On the day of the shooting, um, Mia's father uh, spoke with the the local ABC news station while, um, hold on, I'm so sorry. Uh, Mia's aunt uh, on his on her father's side spoke with the uh, the local ABC station about what was going on, and she said, with all the blood on her clothes and everything, it just means she wanted to survive. Uh, she did what she had to do to survive. She played dead. We're at a point, and this is what is disgusting to me. We're at a point in America where school shootings have become such commonplace that. We are training kids how to cope with warlike scenarios. We go, my goodness, these shootings are really awful. You know what we should do? We should have single entry. And, and you know what else we should? We should put up more fences. And you know what we should do? We should have more lockdowns. And every time we try to fortify and harden it, and we should have armed guards trying to fortify a target. Right? Schools are considered a soft target, like churches and malls and things like that, considered soft targets. In other words, it's not a military base. And so our solution is, let's turn it into a military base or a prison. So we're getting more and more to that point where, to keep our kids safe, we are putting them in an institution that resembles more of a prison than it does an educational facility. We're saying single-point entry. Just like if you had someone in prison that you went to visit. We're saying put up fences around the perimeter, just like you might see around a prison. Make sure there's armed guards, just like you might see at a prison. The solution that we have discussed here, the solutions that that continue to come out is teach these kids the modern-day equivalent of the duck-and-cover drills Show teachers how they can lock their doors and barricade themselves and make the schools resemble prisons. And then you find out you've got fourth graders with the resiliency of someone who's trapped in a foxhole during a battle who decides to cover herself in her classmates' blood and play dead. She went into survival mode. And yet, as this continues to happen, we we keep having more and more instances of people carrying guns near schools around children that decide that this is, oh, I'm going to be safer. There's two reasons you carry the gun. One, you think it's going to make you safer. Statistics show it doesn't, but maybe you think it's going to keep you safer. And two, you do it because you want to feel power over someone else. No one is out there carrying an AR-15 near a school because they're afraid the government is going to become suddenly tyrannical. Right? Nobody's doing that because they're afraid, uh, you know, i got to go pick my kid up from show and tell, but just in case the government comes through with martial law, I better take my AR. No. No, that's not happening. So they carry the firearm because it either makes them feel powerful or safe. Had the same thing happen in Victorville here on Friday, I see. 
Uh, teenagers in custody after carrying loaded weapons near the elementary school. A 15 and 17 year old ran when the San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputies arrived but were arrested nearby. One of the suspects was found in the backyard of a nearby home. Uh, investigators say they don't think the teens were planning on entering the school, but you've got teens that are now uh, at the Apple Valley Juvenile Hall that were carrying loaded weapons near the school. And why do they do that? It's because either it makes them feel safe or because it makes them feel powerful. And yet we actually have issues in this country with uh, some of the uh, some of the manufacturers or some of the sellers that are marketing toward children. California is looking at passing a bill that would allow lawsuits for marketing guns to kids. In the same way that we banned marketing cigarettes to children, now we have to start banning marketing guns to kids. That's the sad, sad world that we live in right now. I wanted to make mention of that, and I wanted to to uh, applaud the young uh, the young lady there from Uvalde for her incredible uh, brilliance at the time of or her survival skills, I suppose, at the time when it was most necessary, but also to lament that we are in a situation where it is necessary. Friends, something must be done. If that means fortifying, so be it. If that means exploring some some different uh, legislation around firearms, so be it. But we need to take action that moves in a direction to make our children safer. I'm willing to explore all of that. We must make a movement in some direction, friends. All right, let's talk the sickness. Maybe COVID, maybe something else. That's next. Chris Merrill in for John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. Hey, John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640 is more stimulating talk. Um, Chris Merrill in for the boys. And let me see, we've got, uh, oh, bad news for the governor. Did you happen to see this? Uh, it, it's never a... It's never a matter of if, but when, when it comes to the COVID. If you haven't had COVID yet, I don't know how you threaded the needle, but good on you. Really, I mean that. Good on you. Uh, chances are you're probably going to have a, a bout of COVID at some point. Now, Governor Batman has got the COVID first. I am Batman. Thank you. Uh, the man who most looks like Bruce Wayne in all of America is Governor Newsom testing positive now for uh, COVID. Gavin Newsom has tested positive for COVID-19. I just said that. According to his office, the governor tested positive this morning and is experiencing mild symptoms. Newsom will continue to work remotely and will remain in isolation through at least next Thursday. The governor is fully vaccinated and has received his two booster shots. All right. So he has got uh, COVID. He is uh, isolating in the Batcave to try to make sure he doesn't spread it to anyone else. Mild symptoms. Uh, looks like we've got, in fact, I think, Mark, I was reading that, I, I was reading a conflicting stories. Uh, I think we had a story that was airing that was saying that, uh, cases are down, but hospitalizations are up. But I believe just last week it was kind of the other way around. Uh, let me see. Uh, NBC was saying the number of COVID positive patients at LA County hospitals declined by 26 people to 438, the latest figures as of Sunday, but I think they're actually up today. Uh, and a lot of this comes to that, that, what is it? The BA2 variant. Every time we turn around, there's another, I can't even keep up. Uh, you've got uh, cases dropping one day, hospitals or cases going up one day, but hospitalizations dropping. Then the next day, uh, it's hospitalizations going up, but cases are dropping. I've had the privilege of talking with one of the, the leading epidemiologists in the country. His name is Dr. Bob Wachner, and uh, uh, Dr. Wachner works at uh, University of California, San Francisco, and he is a, a brilliant person. I, and I spoke with him last week. I was doing some work 
uh, up in the Bay Area. And um, his wife ended up with uh, COVID-19. Now, by the way, I'm not somebody who doesn't understand HIPAA is going to scream about me violating HIPAA by talking about this. But he spoke with me about it on the air about his wife. I'm not revealing anything. And he's used her as as sort of an example of here's what happens. Here's how we dealt with it. And here's uh, what can also happen if you're on some of these other drugs. So uh, uh, Dr. Bob, who's a, a brilliant guy, but also not stuffy. Those are my favorite kind of smart people. Man, I love that. I'm super smart, but I'm also down to earth. Great guy. So I was talking to him about this, and he was saying this this new BA2 or whatever this new uh, Omicron variant is, is pretty nasty. And he says, and my wife got it. And I went, oh, no, you're a guy who was taking He says, yeah, we were taking all the precautions that we could, and still, you know, it, it got through. She was just like uh, Governor Batman. She was, uh, she was uh, vaccinated. She was uh, with the two vaccinations from whichever, I don't know if she had Moderna or Pfizer. Uh, and then she had the two boosts as well and still uh, uh, got the 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 virus was still infected. Uh, and he says, so we're we're social distancing. And I said, how does that work for you in the house? Because I can tell you in my experience, uh, when somebody in our home uh, got COVID, the rest of us got it. It was just be- before they knew that they were positive, we already sat around the dinner table and, and shared stories of the workday, that sort of thing. And then everybody, uh, all five of us in the house, got got sick. So I said, what, uh, what do you do then? He says, well, we're, we're distancing in the house. She's upstairs. I'm downstairs. And if she needs something, I take it to her. I set it outside the door. I walk away. She opens the door and takes it in. I was like, wow, this is really, I mean, he's really regimented in all of this. And I was, I was impressed by his discipline. And uh, then I talked with him about what they call rebound cases. If you're unfamiliar with this, a rebound case is if somebody is getting the, the, the Paxlovid or the Paxlovid or however you want to say it, that's the, the drug that's supposed to help out if you take it early on. Well, being that he knows he's on the cutting edge of all this stuff, uh, Dr. Wachner was, uh, he, he was able to procure the, the, the Paxlovid and he wasn't getting special treatment. You can get it too. So as he's, he, his wife was taking this Paxlovid and, and things were getting better and then she tested negative. Now a rebound case is when you take this and you end your, your uh, I don't know, what do, you, what do you call that? Mark, what's the word I'm looking for here? When you, when, when you, uh, 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 your course, I guess, your course of, of drug. So she ended the, the, the course of the Paxlovid and a couple of days later she tested positive again. Now, this is happening to people that have taken this Paxlovid. They're called rebound cases. In other words, you get the viral load down really low, and your tests are showing up negative. But then once you get off of that, this little bugger, this COVID, starts to kind of rebuild itself. It is a real turd monger is what this thing is. And he said, well, now my wife is part of this. So he was talking about the, the rebound cases. If you do have a rebound case, the, the guidelines are you're going to need to isolate again for another five days and, you know, make sure you test pot, test negative. So you may ask yourself, well, why would I take this drug in the first place if I'm going to have to, if there's a possibility that I end up having a rebound case and then I have to isolate again for five days? Why would I do that? Because here's your choices. You can get covid and your risk of being hospitalized, especially if you've been vaccinated and boosted, and with the new variants, your risk of being hospitalized is very low. Your risk of dying is even lower. All right? But, but, people say, well, yeah, but if I'm going to take that Paxlovid in order to try to overcome the illness faster and prevent myself from being hospitalized or, or potentially worse, uh, then, but I'm going to get it again anyway, then what's the point? 
the point is, if it works well for you, you may get past that COVID in very short order, and you may be less likely to have long-term COVID effects. Uh, However, if you do have a rebound case, it may take another five days after that. In other words, if you get COVID and you don't take Paxlovid, you may be isolating for 10 days. If you take uh, Paxlovid and you isolate for five days and then you test positive again with a rebound case and you have to isolate for another uh, five days, it costs you 10 days. It's worth the risk (laughs) because there's no downside to it. The downside to Paxlovid is if it doesn't work, uh, the way that it's intended, uh, the consequences are going to be the same as if you didn't have it in the first place. If it does work, you may get over this thing a whole lot faster. All right, cool. I'm down with that, right? Because I had that sucker. I had the Delta. Oh, you kids these days with your Omicron. You don't even know what it was like back when Delta was the real monster out there. I remember Delta. I start sounding like an old Vietnam vet, right? Talking about, uh, you don't know what it was like. There I was curled up under the covers. I was cold, but I was also hot. I was itchy, but I was also calm. Yeah. <laughs> My ears were ringing, but I had a heightened system of alert. Yeah. So I had the I had the uh, the Delta variant. And I had it for a week before I finally got tested because I was trying to be in denial. And then it took me another another week, week and a half after that of, of dealing with it before I kind of overcame the thing. So in my, in my mind, get your boost, uh, get your vaccine, get boosted, and then take this Paxlovid if you can. Some of you are saying to me, well, now, wait a minute. What about this monkeypox? Uh, what about the monkeypox? Do I need to worry about the monkeypox? Uh, probably not. Probably not. But don't ignore it. Uh, I guess the World Health Organization's top monkeypox expert. How'd you like that on your business card? It's one of those things where she was the monkeypox, the the biggest monkeypox expert in the world, and nobody cared until finally she has mon- until finally we have a little monkeypox outbreak, and everybody's like, "Whoa, let's talk with Dr. Lewis. She's a monkeypox expert. Who even knew that existed? Dr. Lewis did." says that she does not expect the hundreds of cases reported to date to turn into another pandemic. Did acknowledge, however, that there are still many unknowns about the disease, including how exactly it's spreading and whether the suspension of mass smallpox immunization decades ago may somehow be speeding the transmission. And why is that? Because the immunization for monkeypox is smallpox vaccine. Yeah. So if we thought that we eliminated smallpox and we stopped giving the vaccine, now we've got a different variation of smallpox. We're not really very well prepared for it all of a sudden. The good news is the vaccine's out there. We can get it. All right. I got to talk political gossip. Because most politics in America is nothing more than tabloid gossip. And boy, do we have some good ones. I mean, it is like... Bat Boy meets Elvis in Venezuela all over again. It's fantastic. It is next. Chris Merrill in for John and Ken. KFI AM 640 live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. I'm Chris Merrill. I I watch politics. Um, when I was younger, I used to be a very conservative radio host, right? And I would watch politics to find out what the what the libs were doing to destroy America. And as I got a little bit older, I thought, you know what? I need to, I need to dive a little deeper into this political philosophy and not just saddle up with different teams. And so I, I moved way more to the center. I found that as I started weighing individ, weighing issues individually based on my own understanding of the world, 
uh, I wasn't just one side or the other. I ended up becoming very, very centrist. And so I, I really look at different issues and I, and I try to think, how can I be logically consistent? And, and what do I think is in the best interest of, of the people at large? So now when I see these stories, it used to be I would see a story about uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband being arrested for a DUI in Napa. NBC had that story. Nancy Pelosi's husband busted for drunk driving. Uh -oh. We learned the House Speaker husband, Paul, was booked into the Napa County Jail last night just before midnight. Jail records show Paul Pelosi is now facing DUI charges. Uh -oh. He bailed out this morning. Now, we reached out to Speaker Pelosi's office about this matter. In a statement, her spokesperson told us, the speaker will not be commenting on this private matter, which occurred while she was on the East Coast. By the way, it appears this was not Paul Pelosi's first alcohol-related arrest. Court records show he was arrested on similar charges back in 2018 and served three years probation for alcohol-related reckless driving. So uh, he just gets off his probation, and now he's he gets uh, rung up again. Um, he does a night in the drunk tank in Napa, which I think when you get... I could be wrong, but I think when you get booked in Napa, they actually hand you a, a, a taster of wine. I believe that's part of the, the deal that the sheriff's department there has with all the different vineyards. I think it's 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 kind of how it works. So, oh, you're here for DUI. Take the edge off. That's kind of how that works. In the old days, I would look at this and I would go, oh, I can't believe this. There's a, you, know, you can't take care of business at home. And then how can you take care of business for the country? But I don't know because I realize now it's all tabloid. It's all tabloid spectacle because how many of us either have a DUI or know somebody close to us that has a DUI and we consider them to be a respectable person who, who erred. Now, in the case of uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, this is, sounds like it's the second time at least. We don't know how many times he's been stopped and not brought in. Could be more. We don't have any idea. I'm not going to speculate. But it's possible the guy has an issue. Also, if you're going to go drinking and you're going to go driving, hey, Dingleberry, don't do it on Memorial Day weekend. This is when we know that they've got saturation patrols out there. I'm pretty sure he was not alone in the drunk tank in, in Napa when they brought him in for the DUI. Not alone. But again, it's tabloid. It's tabloid politics. But I guarantee that half of this country is going to be screaming about her husband's DUI uh, tonight and tomorrow. You go on Twitter, and it's going to be littered with a bunch of finger-pointing, ah, oh, a terrible person, yeah, this is who's leading the country, yada, yada, yada. And then on the other side of this, uh, the other side of the, the tabloid politics today is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, a lot of people don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I love Marjorie Taylor Greene. I wouldn't let this nutbag watch my kids. I wouldn't let her watch my dog. I, I wouldn't let her anywhere within anyone that I near anyone I love. But I, look, as a as a talk show host, I love this nutter because Marjorie Taylor Greene is always going to give me material, always. Remember when she said that we needed to watch out? The government was going to come get us. The, that the that Biden wanted to have his gazpacho police come after us. Yeah. That was fantastic, the gazpacho police. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Your soup is too warm. Uh, we're going to have to take this away and throw away the key. <laughs> right? I mean, this is what... I love that. So then you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene, who did her Marjorie Taylor Greene live Facebook uh, cast. And forget the obvious goof, which I will point out because it's tabloid politics and I think it's hilarious. But then the rest of it's just a little kooky, too. 
I swear to you, Georgia, you elect whoever you want, but you make sure you keep her around. Look, she as long as she's not on a committee and not actually making laws, she's just an example of Jerry Springer in Washington. That's what she is. Right? This is this is Mrs. Springer goes to Washington. That's what happens with Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's nuts. Listen to what she had to say here about the government getting ready to zap you inside your body. You have to accept the fact that the government totally wants to provide surveillance on every part of your life. They want to know when you're eating. They want to know if you're eating a cheeseburger, which is very bad because Bill Gates wants you to eat his fake meat that grows in a peach tree dish. I'm sorry, what was that again? Bill Gates is growing fake meat. For some reason, we hate Bill Gates now. Uh, but what is that? Meat that grows in a peach tree dish. In a what? Peach tree dish. Okay, Bill Gates. Hold on. Let me just see if I can just amplify. I'm not sure if you guys could hear that. It was a little quiet, wasn't it? Okay, so Bill Gates wants you to eat. Evidently, she's she's mad at plant-based burgers. I don't believe. Do you guys know? Does Bill Gates have shares in any of the the Impossible Burger or Near Meats or anything else like that? Do you have any? I don't think he does. Could be mistaken. No idea, but I think you're thinking of Norm Crosby with regard to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Is that too old a reference for our listeners? Yeah, it is for me. Yeah. Norm Crosby, the malapropism comedian from when we were kids? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Now, okay, you're taking me back now. I'm not that Uh, old. (laughs) But she was talking, okay, it's meat grown in a what? Hang on here. Let Let me see this again. Peach tree dish. What is that called, Mark? Peach tree dish. It's a peach tree dish. It's in a peach tree dish. Okay. All right. It's in a peach... Peach tree dish. Okay, a peach tree dish. Okay. So, Bill Gates wants you to eat fake hamburger and that's grown in a peach tree dish. And why is that? So, you'll probably get a little zap inside your body and that's saying, no, no, don't eat a real cheeseburger. You need to eat the fake the fake burger from the peach tree dish the fake meat from bill gates um they probably also want to know when you go to the bathroom and if your bowel movements are are on time or consistent i mean what else do these people want to know i i kind of want to know i mean shouldn't we all know if our bms are are consistent and on time honest to god on my to-do list tomorrow is make an appointment with gastroenterologist for that exact reason and now Marjorie Taylor Greene is telling me I shouldn't do that. No, no, you can't do that. Don't go see your gastroenterologist because that's exactly what the government wants you to do. They just want you to eat those burgers from the... Peach tree dish. Okay, yeah. God, I love it. I love tabloid politics. Whether it's Nancy Pelosi's husband getting a DUI or Marjorie Taylor Greene just being nuts. Or, oh, what's this other one? Oh, yeah, Andrew and Misty were sending me stories today, and they were like, oh, did you see what Kim Kardashian is endorsing Rick Caruso for uh, L.A. mayor? So let that guide your vote. Yeah, here's what she said. I love this. Recently met with Rick Caruso, who's running for mayor in Los Angeles, and I don't typically endorse anyone in politics. When it comes to my hometown and there's people that can really make a difference, I think that he really can help with the crime in our city, which is such a big issue. It is such a big issue. She said, also the homeless issue. It's such a problem. And I think that with him, he can offer a better path to a better life for people that are homeless in California and Los Angeles. I really believe in what he stands for, and I was super inspired by him, and I really believe in him. So, 
I guess that's a key endorsement in the in the mayor's race. And Caruso got it. So congratulations all the way around to Abilene Politics. We'll take a moment and remember next. It's Chris Merrill in for John and Ken on KFI AM 640 live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.